My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about Beating Disaster. I'm actually talking with Carrie Conrad. She's the founder of a company called Beating Disaster, and she teaches moms um, how to keep their families, themselves, their kids safe by dealing with what they can control in the world or what they can deal with up front. And the reason why I wanted to talk to Carrie today is because um, you know, as you guys know by now, um, if you've studied my work, I like to talk about um, the aspects of our egoic self or our human self. Um, the intellect is the one that can get out of control with overthinking, trying to figure things out before it even makes a move. And the instinct to stay safe and comfortable is the part of us that might might keep us in that comfort zone or keep us sitting in fear too long. And either of those things, if they're left unchecked, can keep us from listening to our intuition. So Carrie likes to teach women how to not only take care of themselves, handle things with their kids' school, um, think about the things that they can do to protect themselves, all the way up to self-defense, which I'm, I think every woman should know at least a little bit of. Um, so it's important to, to know that uh, people like Carrie are out there for those who struggle with fear, PTSD, or feeling like they get out of control with their children and they don't know what to do to keep them safe. So here we go. Welcome today, Carrie. It's great to meet you. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So why don't you share a little bit more about what you do with Beating Disaster? Um, Beating Disaster has evolved. It started out with just physical defense. And then over time, moms need to know how to defend themselves from their kids today. Not always, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the world of mental health and special needs. And that's unique and that's different. And that's something that moms struggle with alone. That might not be every mom, but a lot of moms have, they worry about their kids and bullying. How do you stay safe at school? Because if you get in an altercation, no matter who started it, you know, there's a zero tolerance policy in a lot of places. So both kids get expelled or suspended. So it's helping moms navigate all their safety has to do with every day, every day, getting in and out of my car, going shopping. It's unfortunate that moms are afraid. They, they get, they get terrible groceries from like delivered from delivery because they're afraid to go to the grocery store. They're afraid of losing their kids. They're afraid of trafficking. They're afraid there's all of the world out there. And then there's the world that's in our home. There's the, the relationships, there's the mother-in-law, there's all of these things where we don't feel safe. We might be physically safe, but emotionally we're not safe. And that is a privilege. It's my privilege that I get to bring this idea, you know, the dirty words, power and control, but I get to help moms see where they have power 
They have tremendous power. Moms have amazing power. I mean, it's impressive. I, I am, I am blown away day after day after day. I just, it never ends. Like the things that moms are capable of are amazing. However, we have to be willing to acknowledge and accept that power and then learn how to use it. So and control can be a part of that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said before the show too. We were talking about how, you know, I've learned emergency procedures and how to overcome fear through skydiving and also in the past scuba diving and free diving. So it's like a different kind of situation of putting myself in a, in a dangerous situation on purpose, but to learn how to navigate that deep, very visceral, very primal fear that can come with doing things like that. And I, I, you know, I'm not a mom myself, but I was bullied. So I do understand that going out in the world and feeling very much at the mercy of whatever's going to happen to you. And I can imagine being a mom these days is like a hundred times what it was back in the eighties. So, um, so I think that's so important. And I love how you mentioned when we were talking about that, that you give uh, your your clients and, and your students uh, the bucket of what they can control. So, you know, with something dangerous like skydiving or freediving, we know what, what the physiology is gonna do, what the equipment's gonna do and what we would do in an emergency situation. Therefore, we're less afraid to do it. And we get to have that joy and that experience of doing these, these amazing things. And yeah, I mean, even going out in a, in a dangerous city area or, um, or anywhere that a mom doesn't feel safe, if she knows what she's got to think about and she's thinking ahead, I can imagine that would give her a lot of peace that she's not going to have to face something she hasn't, you know, she hasn't thought of, <laughs> even I'm though really she might, <laughs> but she, I'm, real, she's, I'm sorry. I'm really excited that um, in developing like content for kids. And the reason why I did that is because I have kids and I went to teach my kids what I know they need to know. And it, it just wasn't out there. There's people who've tried and there's people who mean well, but from teaching self-defense for over a decade, there are, there are things that prevent us from defending ourselves or seeing danger or acknowledging for what it is. So anything in that arena, anything that touches any of that, I, I can't, I can't use, I can't, you know what I mean? So I have created content for moms for teaching their kids. And the greatest part of this identifying safe and unsafe, comfortable, uncomfortable, having these protocols and procedures, like you're talking about, you're going skydiving. I give moms things that they can do in the morning on the getting ready for school. And their games, their fun, their tips, there's tricks, there's conversations to have with your kids, there's books to read. And I've pulled out the, um, and they're not safety related books, they're just good books that are out there, children's books, age appropriate. And there's conversations you can have with your kid. My favorite part of all of this is this is stuff that our parents didn't teach us, and we get to learn it right alongside our kids. So we get to practice. We get to, and they're, they're fun games. It's kind of like, um, ugh, I don't, my, I don't know where it went, but there's games there's like where you try and figure out who's who when you describe them. It's just a fun game. You just go out into the world and you just play fun games and you learn how to be aware. Yeah. And, and, and then when you're not aware, then you learn to be like, what stands in the way of me being aware? Why am I not aware? Oh, I'm worried about bills. I'm worried about food. I'm worried about, you know, whatever my mother-in-law I'm worried like the things when you become aware then you become aware of what's standing in the way of being aware 
Absolutely. And then we get to work on that too. And that's how that's we all get to grow up. And that's the hard part. <laughs> that's right. You stole the words out of my mouth. It's like, okay, now what do we do with the worry? What do we do with that that mind? That's the intellect going, okay, what do I need to figure out to to feel safe now? And and that can, we can stay in those cycles for years. I mean, for some of us. So so really knowing how to think um, think our situation and be aware of it rather than it thinking us or taking over our awareness is very, very important. And that is a feeling of safety and knowing that we can't control everything in the universe, but there are certain choices that we have that will affect the flow. And that's, that's the important thing. So there's this lovely balance between, nope, I can't affect the complete total outcome of everything. I can't save the world and I can't make everything perfect. But if I'm aware of this, it's certainly going to be a different life, a different situation than it is if I'm completely just throwing myself to the wolves, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned that, um, you know, not only are you in a male-dominated industry when it comes to the self-defense part, but that you started your business with, um, you know, I don't know what the term would be, just kind of lack of confidence. Maybe, maybe there was some low self-worth there. You mentioned PTSD. And now you're you're beaming bright, helping lots and lots of women um, feel safe in the world. So can you share a little bit about what brought you to this work and why you're so passionate about it? Well, honestly, my parents forced me to take karate when I was a kid. And like there was, I mean, I, I, I was good at it. So I enjoyed being good at something, but I also hated it at times, you know, I mean, I was like a young girl with all these older men and they're like bikers and, you know, police officers and all these like they're rough, they're rough men. And that's, I grew up in that like four and five nights a week. I'm in dojos with the, you know, men, which I learned so much because, um, these men had, they were in industries, which involved keeping people safe. So I was like the little girl that they were like, Hey, you need to know, you know, everybody wanted to teach me and help me. And, um, so I got a lot from that, but going from that being forced into that. And, and I say that like lightly, you know, cause I, I really enjoyed it. I really did, but I also really wanted to quit several times and it just, my parents wouldn't let me. So I'm so blessed and grateful. Um, but that became something I was good at something that was empowering, something that really helped me when I was younger. But then later on in life, despite you know, having tens of thousands of hours into martial arts and being exceptional at what I do, I still managed to um, accrue trauma. You know, I still had things happen. And that's pretty much how I ended up teaching self-defense because it's not about punching and kicking. I've got no problems there. I absolutely 100% am confident that I can physically defend myself, but I didn't. Mm. like what mm. you know and it's not like the people that I learned from didn't tell me and teach me they just didn't know like um I don't remember if we talked about it before or now but the mental blocks the mental blocks that prevent somebody from defending themselves that's what led me to do what I do one of my karate students, he was a self-defense instructor, is still is a self-defense instructor. And he's like, hey, I need another instructor. Come teach with me. And that was where I got the opportunity to answer questions that women had that I knew. I didn't know what I knew. 
I didn't, I didn't realize it until people were asking questions. And then also that, um, that student in his studies in self-defense, he helped me like bridge that gap to see what I was missing. And what was missing was just this, it seemed so simple, but it's not easy setting and upholding boundaries, knowing my values, knowing where the line is, having, there's like, uh, in martial arts, I have like, okay, I'm appeasing. And then I have, oh, I just ruined you. You know, like, when is it appropriate to ruin another human being? Yeah. yeah. Like when? Mm -hmm. So what do we do in the middle? Because it's not okay for me to be pleasing everybody and going with the flow. And it's not okay for me to be obliterating everybody and destroying things. So what am I supposed to do? And so that's the value is it's everything in the middle. We know we don't want to be complacent and compliant and when it's not right. I mean, it's nice to go with the flow, but sometimes the flow isn't right. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to be able to tear stuff up, but we don't live in either of those. Like we need, like, how do we live in here? How do we live in the middle? Again, like the identifying, the being able to speak up, to having a, a plan that's progressive. So as I become more uncomfortable, I have things I can do in between. So I am never, if I ever get to the place where it's appropriate to obliterate or destroy, I feel really good about it because I went through this process. There's steps all along the way, right? you know? Yeah, absolutely. So just the excitement of being able to share with women things that despite me being around expert martial artists, people, and I've learned from people in the martial arts hall of fame, that's who I, who taught me, you know, but I have something different. I offer something different. I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I recommend people go to other dojos, but this stuff in the middle, I haven't found that anywhere else. Yeah. I haven't found it anywhere else. I, there's pieces you know, you're one of those pieces. So that's what I'm doing today. It's, it's how do I get through it? It's the excitement of finding somebody who's better at this piece than I am. Got that's it. exciting. Yeah. Like that's the greater purpose. That's the, like, if I quit, like the how selfish and rude because where, who else is going to do it? Yeah. Well, I love how you're describing that because it is the difference between learning the skills, you know, learning that and getting that training. And like we talked about earlier, the awareness piece and the intuition of what are the steps in between and what is what is required in this moment. And that isn't as simple as, well, you take them by the neck and you shove, to the, you know, it, you do a quick sweep of the leg. Um, but, you know, and I, I know um, I had a very short time last year, actually, I did cardio kickboxing. So there was no sparring or anything like that. But it was there. It was therapeutic and it was a workout. So that that feeling of, yeah, if someone's going to come at me, I was thinking, well, I know some moves, but I really don't know <laughs> what it would feel like and if I even have the skills. Um, but it was, I think, healing for the part of me, especially that was bullied. You know, I really brought that inner child piece of me up to say, you know what, we're going to listen to our intuition to learn what we need to learn to keep ourselves safe and whatever comes up next. 
And um, that for me is staying strong and making sure that I take care of my body. And then also the mind piece is, has, you know, that's what I do. So it's always there, you know, calming yeah. the mind and staying in the intuition, but it can get out of balance. We can, we can get either too into the spirituality and the intuition or too into the physical stuff. And I think you and I are, are working to bridge that gap and saying both are important. Here's how we, again, like become more aware of how we can create our experience with the skills that we learn and and another piece about the the skills versus the intuition and the way to use them is that emotional intelligence piece and it was what you're talking about like responding in in kind to what's going on instead of just saying well this is how i am this is how you are so here's here we go um i think that's that's very very interesting in that gray area is where where we find ourselves all the time and where we find the reality that we're dealing with so it's mm, go ahead uh, I was just going to say another thing that is really necessary for teaching women in particular is that whole obliterate. If that's the only skill that I have, I'm not going to use that on my pastor. Exactly. I'm not going to use it on my best friend's husband. I'm not going to use it on the chiropractor. And like, this is stuff that isn't talked about. And you don't, you don't go to a self-defense class and say, Hey, I want to be able to kick the crap out of my pastor. You know what I mean? Like nobody, exactly. nobody does that. Like that's, exactly. so we have, that. that's where, um, like I said, I love martial arts. That's great. That's not what I teach. Not even near there. Um, I, I give that to other people because there's tons of people who teach that, but being able to physically keep yourself safe and still be able to go to the same church. If you want to, you don't have to, but, um, I mean, a lot of women, we have to choose between our employment or our physical safety. We have to choose between, you know, um, my uh, like a, a husband paying for the bills to be paid or my physical safety. Like we all want to be somewhere else. We all want to be safe. We all want to be, you know, and that's part of my journey, too, is like, OK, I decided I want to be safe. I want something different. I wasn't capable. I didn't know how to get there. It's just like a journey and a process. But these tools allow somebody to just be safe right here, today, right now. You can start your journey, right? You don't have to get hard on yourself because you're you're not ready to leave. You don't have to, you know, you can just, just be and grow from right, exactly right here. Exactly. I totally agree. And, and one thing that I wrote down that I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, talking about leaving toxic relationships, because that's something that I see in my practice fairly, I mean, fairly often, it's often enough that, you know, it, it may not be a physically abusive relationship, but it's definitely a, you know, psychologically abusive or a, just in general, a toxic environment. And yeah, if, if you're a mom, you've got three kids, um, husband's the sole breadwinner, what do you do about that? You know, and there's that intuition that they'll get that they need to, you know, they need to do something because they're not happy and they can't spend the next eight years dealing with this. But there's that whole piece of how to work within the confines of that while they need to. So can you share what you would what you would help a woman with that's in that kind of situation? So this is where I lose fans. <laughs> uh -oh. friends. <laughs> I opened up a Pandora's box, but I might, uh, I might totally well, agree with you. So because every, everybody wants to talk about him. Everybody wants to talk about how he's bad. Everybody wants to talk about his poor behavior, how he's wrong. It's like, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. But 
Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fix that. I'm not going to change that. But what I can do is I can look at my behavior. I can look at my contribution. Why am I here? Why am I not willing to leave? Because a healthy person wouldn't be here. I am here. I am here. Why am I here? Yeah. And then I recommend focusing on like, for example, let's say, I'm not very good at setting boundaries. I'm not very good at saying no. I'm not very good at making sure that I speak up. Well, those are things that can be worked on. Now, let's be real. If you're in a physically unsafe relationship, always the safest answer, I shouldn't say always, because that doesn't work in the world of violence. You can't say always and never because it doesn't work. And 100% of the time, listen to your intuition. It's really important just in case anybody's listening and they are in a violent relationship. Just because I said leave doesn't mean leave. And by the way, everybody's going to push you and harass you and tell you that you should leave. And sometimes you shouldn't leave. Yeah, that's sometimes you shouldn't leave. Yeah, you shouldn't leave until it's time, and it's not time until it's time. And if you don't know if it's time, then it's not time. It's not time. So, what do you do now? You know, because accepting it is not the answer, changing is. If I want change in my life, then I change. How do I do that? I find people who understand and who have done it. You know, this stuff isn't done alone. Um, again, domestic violence is really, really something else, you know, it's really, really something else. And there's people who specialize in that. And I am not that specialist. I'm, I'm informed. I'm not an expert, you know, um, I can, I, I, I try to be careful in sharing my own experience because it's just not fair. There's people who love me and they love me the best that they knew how, and I love them the best that I knew how, and it was really unhealthy and sick. It was really toxic. Mm-hmm. you know and I don't think that I'm better than anybody it's not like it's like you know some people are survivors and it's like I survived myself yeah. you know I survived myself I'm the best version of myself and I do not I'm not comfortable or able to tolerate the things that I used to live in exactly I just can't do that yep that growth that that spiritual and emotional growth will have things fall away eventually that just don't fit and the lessons that we come to learn we all get our own docket right we we all get our own uh curriculum of what we come to learn and and how we've learned uh, how we've decided to grow or chosen to grow or needed to grow um, from a higher powers perspective as souls so i think that's a, a beautiful way to describe that and i certainly had my share of toxic relationships and that was the thing to learn the common denominator was mm-hmm. myself and choosing dangerous people well danger they would have been dangerous eventually um but you know oh you know going to jail all the time oh but i see the potential in you and you yeah. know you're such a bright light and just nobody sees it and that's what's wrong and um realizing that codependent behavior you know was could have really gotten me into some, some bad situations and i think heavens every day that I I grew and I learned. Um, And it takes some reprogramming sometimes because if your attraction factor is to this toxic type of personality or this disordered type of relationship, you have to, again, learn skills, do the therapy, find out what your motivation is in this and it's all subconscious. Um, So it's a journey, but if you want a better life, you know, anybody listening out there, it's, there are ways to get it. So 
and lots of different tools, obviously, to deal with it while you're in it, um, to deal with it ongoingly. And also the inner work is a real important part of that. So would you agree? Karen? I know. <laughs> yes. And I know I like to be the hero and it's always nice to walk around with somebody that makes you look good. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, <laughs> ah, there that's, you go. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's one of them. I can see that for sure. Yeah. I was the martyr. It was like, oh yeah, it's always me. Like no one ever really loves me and I love everybody else. Or I'm always the break in between the person they really love and this whole story. Mm. But, you know, it came from abandonment, it came from yeah. self-worth, it came from lots of different places. And, you know, to break open that matrix of stories and say, oh my gosh, my life can be whatever I want it to be. And I can feel safe and loved and choose that way all the time. And I think for me, part of it was choosing a life of solitude for a little while while I worked on that, not being in relationship very often. Yeah. Having very few close, trusted friends and, and you know, family that I would keep in touch with. And that, you know, would be hard for a lot of people, but I recommend it a lot when someone wants to redesign their life. Sometimes you need to take that six months, maybe a year or more to just come home to yourself and realize what you really want and how you really want to create with the universe because it's on your side. Yeah. <laughs> it's whether you're creating on accident or on purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, I, I recommend the same things and looking at support. It's like you want, you want quality, not quantity, you know, make sure to have quality support. And the cool thing about the internet is you can like join a Facebook group and find people who struggle with the same things you're struggling with and they're willing to help. Like, it's just, yeah. That's I mean, a what thing. a time to live in. It is amazing. It is amazing. Well, so here's the time where I'd love to ask you about something that challenges you because you're obviously following your calling. You've obviously learned a lot and you're you're definitely somewhat of a master when it comes to helping people. So you've mastered certain things and, and you turn around and, and say, let me help you with that. Um, and I love that you know that you're always learning too. I can tell that as well because that's a true master. So you did say though, when you, you go through cycles sometimes and you're connected with the flow, you're sitting in the morning, you know, you, know, you know what you need to do to stay in that connection. And sometimes, and this happens to a lot of us, I think, like we're good, like we're feeling on top of things, we're feeling in the present moment, like it's good. And then we'll go, all right, well, we'll slip a little bit. And we'll just kind of not take that time to be with spirit or God and, and not, um, not do our practices. And then we slip back into old patterns or negative negativity, whether that's complaining or, you know, any kind of just, again, stuff that doesn't really go anywhere. It just in the moment makes you feel good. And then you're just sad, kind of sad you did it. So can you share how that shows up for you when those cycles happen and, um, you know, kind of how you struggle with that? Um, so I don't really focus on struggle. However, I do appreciate and value the struggle because that's, if you don't struggle, you don't grow, you know? So, yeah. so I actually, this is really funny. I just went on a spiritual retreat and it was a silent retreat and it was so good that my daily practice fell off. Cause I mean, I just, it was just good. I mean, revelations and growth and it was amazing. And then I start to spiral. Like I just feel like my emotional security is gone. And then I'm like assessing like what's wrong with my environment. And I'm looking to blame the people around me because there's something that's obviously got to be them. Cause I'm, you know, I take care of myself. So, but I mean, just this, and it did, I like, I just went through this. I, I spiraled. And then I wonder like, 
what is wrong? And then I hit like a, a bottom, which I'm grateful to say like that can change over time. My bottoms used to be like flames and ruining relationships. And I mean, just really torching stuff. Whereas today a bottom is like, I feel unstable and I, um, you know, I just feel unavailable for people and I'm, I'm a mess about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I just, I just went through it, but then it comes back to, it's like, well, wait a second. When's the last time that I sat down and, and wrote a gratitude list? When's the last time that I sat, you know, set a timer and just sat quiet for no, you know, with like no purpose just to just sit and just be. And I look at these like basic practices that keep me, I mean, flat out stable, you know, flat out stable. So, um, I Something that uh, I am growing through right now is like this toggle. Being in a male-dominated industry is something else. Going to classes with male instructors is something else. I am so grateful to be able to serve women in this way so they don't have to go through the things <laughs> that I go through to get trained to bring you quality I, stuff. Okay? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like, it'll be a while. And like, I have a name. So, you know, usually I go places that I'm respected and people don't mess with me. But when I go in a male dominated industry to somewhere where I'm not known, and I'm just a woman that walked into a man's class, it's a, I always forget. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I just want to work. You know, I I just want to learn. I just, you know, don't need all this, like whatever the static is all around uh, me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm really happy for the men because they enjoy it. But it's just like, listen, I'm on a mission. Let me just serve my purpose and go home because this is not, it's just not that fun. So the information is great though. And I will continue to go, but um, it's that balance between the masculine and the feminine, because I know how to bring masculine energy into that world and be safe, to be safe and feel safe. And I'm learning, which allows me to better serve moms to bring feminine energy into that rough, horrible, rude, degrading, unkind world, you know? And it's like, man, that feminine power, like I was talking about the power of being a mom, like the feminine power is amazing. It's amazing. Like it just blows my mind constantly. (laughs) And it's like, okay, I'm going to practice bringing that into that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Don't get me wrong. There's the world. The world is more balanced. Okay. I'm talking about bringing it into the concentrated lion's den yes. of just that. Yeah. And holding strong with it. That's uh, that's something that's an interesting <sighs> practice to do. You feel that ego everywhere and you feel that assertive energy everywhere and you just stay in your presence it's um it 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 quiets it softens the space it really does it's very interesting if you don't join in or you don't go into fear about it i think i i think i know exactly what you're talking about and uh it it is magical it is magical yeah i need more experience with (laughs) bringing that energy there because i'll tell you the last time i dropped it and went into the masculine and i'm like fine you know what i mean like Mm. I, I can do this, but, but then I didn't feel good about it. And it took me like days to recover just for being inauthentic and, Mm. you know, but 
it all has value. It all has value. Yes. And then, and then I get to, I get to share that with others. It's just, there's a bit of fun about it all. It is. We're all just, we're learning. And I think when we take that criticism off ourselves, like, oh, we screwed up or we fell off the wagon again, or we did the thing again. It's just like, no, it's just choose to do better next time. What could you learn from it? And, and, you know, I know I've had my days, in the, especially in the past, sometimes today, um, where I feel that way, like, oh, well, I meant to change this thing about my life, or I meant to do this thing a new way, or I meant to start this project, and I'm still talking about it three months later. It's like, well, just like you said, sometimes it's not time. Sometimes there's other things that are in the flow, and we can't always self-direct it all, but we can respond. And the power in response is huge. Um, so I, I love the way, and I got a vision when you said uh, that bringing that feminine energy into the messy, chaotic world, it is like um, kind of, I, I saw like water and then a drop of color into the water that sort of slowly spreads like in a good way, you know? Um, yeah. And I felt it myself and done experiments and very egoic, I'll call them, you know, maybe masculine dominant, um, but you know, even in feminine spaces that ego can be very much there. And so just showing up and when I sense it, like, okay, here's, here's where people's consciousness level is. Let me just maintain this quietude and see what happens. And sometimes nothing does. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm invisible, which is just fine because I'd rather be invisible than, you know, in that stress. But sometimes I'll notice, especially after some um, interactions, like, oh, okay, they're starting to change even their persona when they're talking to me. And I see like a kinder, nicer space. And I think it's living by example is how I like to yeah. show it. And, and you mentioned in your application to come on the show, like beaming your light. It's just shining your light. I'm a lighthouse and, you know, I'm not going to play along, but I'm here and I'll definitely leave if this gets too toxic, but <laughs> I'm also not going to hide away. And I think that's yeah. a, a good way to sort of start to wrap up the, the conversation because those who have that feminine energy or that very peaceful presence tend to hide away because the world is so, you know, in your face and there's nothing wrong with that. Certainly that can be your choice. But if you do want to get out in the world and feel safer to shine that light, it's all about living by example, holding on to that and, and knowing that it can't be taken from you unless you, un, you know, unconsciously like allow it to be. So staying conscious of it and, and being in your power, which is whatever you're choosing at that time, the polarities of masculine, feminine and peacefulness. But I've got some cards for you, Carrie. Would you mind if I share them now? Please and thank you. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, along with that sort of short message that was more for listeners, I feel like it's for you also. But um, you're going through um, definitely a transformation and a healing journey. Um, and it is about boundaries. Your whole life has been about healthy boundaries. And it's not the, um, you know, like you mentioned, the appeasing or obliterating. It can be, there can be like a nice, like firm boundary, like don't cross this fence. The fence is there. It's a pretty fence, but don't cross it. And there can be like the brick wall. That's like the, you know, the castle wall. And I feel that you're learning in this lifetime, the difference between the two and how to be able to be available and be out there in the world without feeling like you've got to fight all the time. Cause you, you do have a fighter spirit, which is wonderful, <laughs> but that can get us in trouble sometimes. Right. Yes, it can. <laughs> so you're coming out of a time of getting in touch with your higher self and saying yes to the journey, which has been a little messy. I think um, when you're when you're going in and out of these cycles of awareness, it's simply your your spirit guides or you know however you want to put that your higher guidance system 
letting you know you're a little bit off track, let's come back on. And, and the more that your internal life changes, the more you're going to feel that result. But it's also for you showing on the outside how your business changes and how you affect others. Um, that validation that you're on your right path is, is very good for you. And I feel it settles you quite well. But now you're moving into a time of, of really realizing the bigger vision of where you want to go and knowing it is very unique and you've got to lead the charge on it. So there's no footsteps you're going to be able to follow in. And some people might not understand your rhythm or what you're doing, but I would say speak louder and prouder about it <laughs> because you have everything you need to succeed. You just need to maybe go into a retreat mode to, to think tank it, to reorganize it, or just allow your intuition to give you something a little bit new every day to start transforming how you're teaching and how you're presenting things. And then I see you on a stage in front of people. So I don't know if there's talking or workshopping that's at a bigger level and you're nodding. So can you share about that? <laughs> uh, I just recently made a decision that I was willing to be useful in that way. I've done speaking in the past, you know, for conferences on, on being safe. Um, however, this content that I have is, is unique and different. You know, and it's mine. Not like the other stuff wasn't, but it was, you know, I don't know. But like I said, I just I just recently made a decision because I am capable, I am willing. It's I don't like to be in the spotlight, but at the same time, like this is a way that allows me to do the things that I would like to do for with my family and and personally, and that's an avenue. And I just said, fine, I'll do it if that's what <laughs> if that's Fine, fine spirit i'll do it i, I do fine that too. yeah sure okay whatever it's like they're like you signed up for this you said you wanted to do it but yeah the biggest challenge is just getting kind of complete about it and letting the cycle behind you complete and allowing these opportunities to come in so that's, that's literally so in your obstacle space um and inner child work um there may be a fear of putting yourself out there just know that that God has your back, spirit has your back, and you're being guided by a higher force, and therefore you really can't go wrong. Um, if anything, it's just about kind of fortifying your um, your self-esteem when it comes to your inner child stuff. And you probably know what I'm talking about uh, in terms of putting yourself out there, that mortal fear of speaking you know, in front of people and being seen. But I feel your message is very unique. And that's something that is going to start other people and maybe even may even train other people to teach what you teach as you age out as you retire it's like leave that legacy behind because it is something that's very needed in this world that wasn't needed as much you know again 30 years ago so um again you're learning your truth um and speak it speak it as clearly as you can and let the old you fall away and finally admit to what you really want here and stop giving energy to things that don't give back to you so whether that's monetarily or energetically, or there's relationships that drain you, like make sure that you're being very clear about like, this is what I want. So this is the boundaries I'm going to need to work within to make this happen because it's, it's on its way to you. You just have to meet it halfway. Right on. Awesome. How fun. Yeah, good. So how was your first Oracle card reading? Uh, you pretty much just validated everything that's, you know, everything I already feel called to do. I, love I don't know. It. That's it's the a best. privilege. <laughs> Good. And, yeah. <laughs> and a pain in the ass at the same time, you know? It's it like, is. Callings can be like that. And yet, you know, at the end of our lives, we're going to say, we came. We saw we did what we meant to do and we're going to feel so good about that. So that's, yeah. that's a big part of it. 
So thank you so much for being on the show today, for sharing your unique light. And uh, how can people find you if they want to learn more about Beating Disaster? Uh, you can go to www.beatingdisaster.com and there's hands-on training, but most importantly, and my favorite is a, a mama bear membership that gets you access to all the things you didn't know you could do something about. I love it. Very good. So moms out there, I know you're listening, check it out. And thank you again, Carrie, for being here. Thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.